Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment. My name is Austin Jones. Um, obviously, the Empowerment Project is a podcast that Katie Reed and I have started where we try to discuss uh, just certain issues that don't necessarily get the time of day that they deserve. Uh, for this episode, uh, anxiety is the big topic that we're talking about. Specifically, anxiety in um, high school students and teenagers and how that can impact their educational journey. So at this time, I will allow my guests to introduce themselves. I'm Katie. I'm Laura. And I'm Layla. All right, so um, I feel like we should just kind of dive straight in i feel like uh when i say anxiety people kind of understand what i'm talking about and what that means so to start off the discussion uh just to kind of put into perspective for the listeners at home uh at what age did each of you realize that you had anxiety or um, anxiety like symptoms um i'd probably say like late elementary school like early middle school um, kind of the same as Katie for me, but I think I kind of started to realize I had a little bit of anxiety is when I hit middle school. Most definitely when I hit middle school, because it was a like transitioning point for me, like coming from elementary school straight to middle school. Um, a lot of different things. Um, I went to Hobgood. Then I, um, tr- after I went to Hopgood, I came to Oakland. And like, there was a lot of things that um, Hopgood we did that other schools didn't do. For example, we had uniforms. So once I got to Oakland, I'm like, wow, I don't have to wear a uniform anymore. And then like, you know, it was just a whole different like atmosphere. I met, I really didn't know anybody that went to Oakland after going to um, Hopgood. Um, most of my friends, I know back then we had the option, like at sixth grade, you could stay in elementary school or you could go ahead and just go to middle school. And my mom thought it'd be best for me to just go ahead and go to middle school. And I did too at the time, like it would have been something new. But um, probably around that time is when I started to realize I had a few anxiety issues. Uh, For me, I'd say around elementary school, I definitely had some symptoms, but at the time I didn't know anything. I was like, oh, that's just my regular everyone goes through these thought processes and the middle school is like oh wait that's just a me thing like that's definitely some anxiety so like I realized middle school did I go through the symptoms yes like way before that so it took a process to figure out but (laughs) the symptoms were earlier uh so just uh Put into perspective, a study that was done says nearly one in three kids uh, aged 13 to 18 will experience an anxiety disorder. So I feel like it may be kind of a common theme um, hearing what you guys said and kind of looking into it that uh, kids will sort of uh, show symptoms in elementary school but won't necessarily get the diagnosis until uh, middle or high school. It seems like that is kind of a uh, common theme here. Uh, So the next question is, it's kind of a very open-ended question. Uh, How has anxiety impacted, positively or negatively, uh, your schooling experience? Because 
personally, I can't really say I've had much anxiety, so I don't know if there could be a positive way, but I didn't want to appear insensitive to the issue, so that's why um, it's been left open to positive or negative impact of anxiety. Um, well, I feel like for me, school wasn't really like, uh, I don't know, school wasn't like terribly hard or anything. So I wasn't ever really anxious about like the work or anything like that, because I knew I could do it. It was fine. But I think it was more like having school on top of everything else that I have to do, like a bunch of responsibilities. And that's what made me very anxious, like trying to get it all done pretty much. I don't know. School didn't really make me anxious. Maybe like some parts of the social aspect, I guess. But I don't know. Like schoolwork didn't make me anxious at all. For me, think, sorry, you go. Ahead. You go, Laura. Okay, my anxiety <laughs> it was a little bit different. I when I was transitioning, I'm kind of like Layla here. I was coming into Oakland High School. I didn't know anyone except for like maybe one person that I knew very well. And so I had this anxiety over like what people thought of me and like little things that really didn't mean a whole lot, like, but they would consume my head into making me think it was a bigger deal than it was. So, I mean, I'm with Katie. It wasn't like school exactly. It was literally the social aspect of it and the, what other people thought of me. That's my anxiety. It's like, caring too much or don't not wanting to disappoint people so it literally consumes me and if I do disappoint someone it just my anxiety just goes off the roof so like yeah as far as school like I said I hated disappointing people my new friends I was trying to make and like I just I realized that I needed to it's okay but that was that was how it negatively affected me I was so worried about everyone else that sometimes my mental health definitely went down because of it. But then, I mean, positively, I, as far as school anxiety, it does help you kind of manage. If I had a lot going on, I would try to like set aside and get everything done so that way my anxiety would stop. So, I mean, it's kind of more negative than positive, but I mean, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll have to say, me personally, I think the school aspect and the social aspect really negatively affected me when it came to anxiety. Like, um, especially when I got to high school, especially when I went ahead and transitioned into ninth grade. Well, not even ninth grade, but a little bit, maybe sophomore year is when it like really hit me like, wow, I might actually have anxiety. I mean, because when I was in middle school, um, I didn't really struggle a lot with school. Um, I think I really had problems with maybe one class, and it, it did. I really did kind of struggle in that class, but I ended up doing really well. But um, most definitely, but in middle school, I didn't really think of anxiety. Like, I didn't really have an idea of what anxiety was. So, I mean, I didn't really, I just kind of brushed it off in a way. But once I hit high school, and like I said, once I got to so my sophomore year, that's when, like, school kind of got, like, challenging for me and me school has never been an issue with me like Katie and Laura were saying up until that point and like at that point at sophomore year I realized that like gosh like this is this is hard now like I never really struggled with school until then and that's when I just felt like I was like 
you know, drowning, like kind of like drowning and suffering, not only with schoolwork, but like my soul, that social aspect as well, as you guys were saying, like something Laura really said that kind of like I can really relate to is when she was saying that, um, she was saying that um, she, when she came to Oakland, she was kind of like anxious about how she would seem to people. And, you know, and she was really self-conscious about that. And I really, really relate to that even to this day now. Like when I go out to like, you know, certain places that I'm not familiar with and or, or like say I'm like with my friends and I'm going to where, you know, I don't really know a lot of people, maybe just maybe one or two. I get really, really anxious to like, you know, wow, what do they think think of me? Or maybe I shouldn't do this or maybe I should be quiet the entire time. So they don't really have much to think about me for. And um, that's an issue. That really is an issue. I mean, um, I don't know. It's just kind of hard to kind of pinpoint like what exactly all made me as anxious as I was and I still think about that to this day like now that I'm graduated I just kind of you know um recollect and kind of go back and like wow like why was I so anxious or you know maybe I don't know it's just I personally I'm just really self-conscious about myself and um, I know sometimes I just have to tell myself to just like, you know, relax, Layla. it's okay. Um, it's all right. You don't have to think about stuff like this. But um, I can't really think of any positive ways that anxiety impacted me throughout, you know, my schooling experience. But it really did negatively impact me to a really kind of large extent. And I think that's one thing that we need to bring awareness to, like, you know, to these upcoming um, maybe middle schoolers and you know those at that transitioning point to make it you know a little bit better because like you said Austin you pointed out a trend and just us three I know it's just you know us three that said that um we started to realize that we had those issues around the time like late middle school or I mean late elementary school um beginning uh well late oh I can't speak um <laughs> beginning elementary school and late middle oh my gosh I can't speak um late elementary school and beginning middle school that's when us three um, began to solve those issues and I think maybe if we could you know somehow or if there could be a way that we could you know kind of spread awareness to kids around that age so they know like hey this is what's going on and if you're having this issue like just talk to somebody about it or you know talk to someone you know and it could help them a little bit better you know just to better their schooling experience but yeah <laughs> I, I totally we... agree because like I didn't know that what I was feeling was not normal. I thought mm -hmm. everyone, so I, I mean, there are some things I look back at and I'm like, I really should have talked to someone about that. Yeah. I was overly anxious about this one little thing. Like I remember this is, I'm going to sound so dumb, but it, this is my anxiety for you. So, um, actually ninth grade when, no, sorry, sophomore year when we got our like parking passes or whatever, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, my parking spot was like near where the buses came in and out and I was in my head like freaking out like what if I can't get out because of the buses like how can I get there and get out literally the smallest things that make like there's clearly a way in and out like the smallest things like consume my head and it did it way back when I was in elementary school about like I don't know a pencil or something like just these small <laughs> things that yeah. don't matter at all would consume me and so I like I hate that the kids probably don't know that you don't need to consume yeah, yourself like, over yeah. those small things like and it it really it brings like a toll on you you like I don't know I started to get like super um 
like you said, sometimes I was like, maybe if I just didn't talk, it'd be better. So that way I wouldn't like annoy anyone with my problems. Mm -hmm. So I just wish that kids knew, like you said. I think for me, it, it really started like eighth grade. Cause okay, like I went to um, middle school at this one place for sixth and seventh. And then I transferred to Oakland eighth grade year. Mm-hmm. So like, it wasn't like, normally switching to middle school like that didn't really cause me anxiety but like having to move to a completely new middle school like over halfway through so like I'm finishing out middle school like somewhere completely new not like starting out high school or anything like that I don't know that's when my anxiety started because I did not know anybody at Oakland like maybe a couple people but not really well like I wasn't friends with anybody there um I don't know I feel like that's when it started usually like and moving to Oakland was hard because uh I don't know a lot of the people were very judgmental yeah and they just were not nice to me at all and um like I just remember like having anxiety attacks like at lunch because I'm like I don't know these people like they're not being mean or they're being mean to me like I I don't know I think that's when it started and that's when I started caring what other people thought about me so um it's funny that you guys like talk about uh having these attack or like a panic attack or an anxiety attack at school and like not really uh feeling not really knowing where to go kind of you know um, yeah you know not really knowing anybody there and that's just adding to the anxiety. So that brings me to my next question. Uh, when you eventually did, and this may have, this may have only happened uh, once you got to high school. That's typically where you see this. Uh, did you find your teachers to be understanding or accepting of what you're going through? So whether that's on a personal level where you're having like a one-on-one with them and just talking to them about your issues or even like, if you're in class and you have an anxiety attack, you know, did you, when you tried to understand or when you tried to explain to your teachers, um, what was going on, did you find them to be understanding or accepting or did they not really get it? I think, um, honestly, um, my, I feel like my anxiety was so bad to the point where like, I didn't really want to tell my teachers, like, it was that bad so it's like I feel like they weren't gonna understand or even if I had something I didn't want them I felt like they were just gonna belittle my issue and that's why I didn't really you know talk I just was I was like really I really just suffered in silence in a way and I know that sounds like pretty bad but like now I feel like well I will say I don't know if everybody here had Dr. Masnick Katie I don't know if you had Dr. Masnick but I know yeah uh, yeah Laura did you have Dr. Masnick yes yeah, yeah yeah you did now, I will say Dr. Masnick was, she's very understanding, but at the same time, she's a psychology teacher. So, I mean, I think she was pretty understanding, but like, um, I don't know, like through middle, I mean, not middle school, but through high school, I don't, I, I just didn't talk to my teachers about it. And I, I guess you could say that's an issue on my end, but I was just kind of so, I just didn't want to like say anything. I was afraid if I was going to say the wrong thing once again. I was just afraid I would have said the wrong thing or maybe they just were not going to understand at all. So, yeah, that's kind of my kind of for answer. Yeah, I don't really tell my teachers. Like, I, I felt like it wasn't really necessary, I guess. 
I don't know. I guess I was kind of embarrassed about it. I didn't really want to yeah. tell them. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So this is kind of weird. Before I realized, like I said, what was going on before I realized, oh, anxiety is what I'm having. My sixth grade teacher, I think, kind of picked it up in me because of like the way I acted in class. Like I was very, like I said, aware of like what I was doing, what people thought of me. I think she like saw that. So she would sometimes after class, like pull me aside and like, hey, what's bothering you? And I mean, sometimes it was like the amount of schoolwork or like my grades or something, but then sometimes she'd realize it was something else. So I had a sixth grade teacher who would always check in on me. And that's when, that's like the one teacher that has really like tried to help me with my anxiety. I came to high school and there were so many teachers that I could have talked to, but at the same time, like, um, I didn't want to, as a, as a high schooler going in, not knowing anyone, I didn't want to draw any attention to my anxiety problem. I thought it was just better if I kind of acted like it wasn't a thing. So I didn't talk to teachers about it. Now that I look back, I know some teachers I would definitely talk to and they'd probably understand me. But um, yeah, high school, I really, it was a matter, it was like, I don't want people to think this about me because that's where my anxiety comes from. So I'm just not going to tell anyone. And so I'm sure they would have been accepting though. Like I said, a bunch of the teachers at Oakland, I'm sure have gone through the same problems when they were our age. And so mm-hmm. if we had chosen to speak up about it, I'm Oakland has a lot of those amazing teachers. Yeah. So I, you know, I completely understand where y'all are coming from uh, about not, uh, just not like feeling comfortable or not uh, opening up to teachers, you know, I completely get that. So that uh, brings a question to mind that wasn't on the topic list, but I think is uh, relevant to the situation. Uh, what were your individual coping mechanisms? Like, how did you guys uh, deal with your anxiety? And I don't want to saying make it go away is obviously a terrible term because it doesn't go away, but kind of like helping uh battle the i guess uh side effects of anxiety like what do you guys do to cope um um i would definitely say okay for me i was comfortable talking to my mom about it and about like the things i was going through so i always talk to my mom because I know she wouldn't judge me and she wouldn't be so honestly there were some late night talks with my mom of her like calming me down and if I had a ton of school work because I had I was at one point in my life I was traveling to Franklin to go to practice it wouldn't come home till seven o'clock every single night and then like games and stuff I just it was some late nights and I had tons of homework and I was just overwhelmed so sometimes I would just need some time to talk to my mom, even though it was already late. So she was like my therapist in a way, like she really helped me calm down, knew the right things to say. So there was that. But then if I had one in school, I, um, I tried to hide it. Sometimes it took a little trip to the bathroom to kind (laughs) of calm myself down and get away from everything. But honestly, it's just, for me, it was taking the time to like step away. I need to, I know I have all this going on, but like I'm clearly having an anxiety attack, so I just need to step away and like gain my 
breath. I would always get short of breath sometimes. So I'm just, that's a thing I didn't realize till later that sometimes it's okay to step away from your work or whoever's bothering you. Like you have to in order to get over it. I don't know. My whole family or like my mom and my brother have always had anxiety. Like my brother was diagnosed with anxiety when I was like in sixth grade, I think. Um, and my mom's always had it. So like she could just kind of tell when I was getting anxious. Like it was never like me talking to her about it. Like she could just immediately tell and she's like, okay, take a break. Like stop. You need to take a minute. So, I mean, she, she always kind of understood. Um, my brother though, I, I don't know. He, he's oblivious to everybody else. So, I mean, he didn't help too much, but like, I guess seeing that like early on helped in some way. I don't know. Um, I will say listening to music really helped me. Um, I think listening to music just really helped me like kind of calm down and, you know, kind of like tell my, like, I don't really know how to explain it. Um, I guess when I listen to music, I mean, I, I just love listening to music and I just feel like sometimes when I listen to certain songs, like the world stops for me. So when I, I guess like when, you know, maybe I was struggling a little bit with um, school and maybe I was somewhere that, um, you know, I wasn't familiar with. If I had like my headphones on me, I just like kind of listen to music a little bit or like say, even if I didn't have my headphones, I would kind of like try to go somewhere quiet for maybe a couple of minutes, like, um, and just kind of like Laura said, maybe the bathroom and just kind of like slow myself down and try to, you know, deep, um, just kind of, I don't know, just, you know, calm myself down and get myself together before I go back out there or wherever I am, um, deep breaths. And that's basically how I kind of did it, especially when school, like when Laura was saying, just kind of go to the bathroom and sit in there for a little bit and then come back out. Yeah, I I don't know. I For me, talking really helped me. And I know it's kind of hard too, but it, it really helps because somebody can either yeah. give you advice on how to get through it or they're just there to be like, this is okay. Like, we're, you're going to get through it. Yeah. Like, hearing those words of, like, confirmation that it's really okay and that life does go on like this is going to be funny when you think about it because a lot of mine were funny I was like why did I freak out over that but like I don't know I really suggest to anyone who is like you need to talk to someone it even if you are scared like find someone you know won't judge you like a parent yeah. or just a friend like it really does help I think talking would be probably one of the best ways and I think we, that's another thing that needs to be, um, you know, said to like maybe upcoming children, like, you know, that are doing going that transition point or high school through high school, middle school or whatever. I think if we kind of push like more on the topic of, you know, maybe talking to somebody about it, it would make them feel a lot better, you know, maybe a little bit better. And um, I will honestly say like, maybe like in middle school, elementary school there's not really a lot said about mental health because I guess it's not one of those things that they think um especially in elementary school that kids kind of you know think about but you know they might not think about it but they might already have signs because I guess that's how I was like excuse me in middle school um because I know in elementary school I wasn't really kind of you know but I know in middle school that's when it started to happen for me 
So if we could just like, you know, kind of educate more on like, you know, um, mental health about, especially about anxiety and just let kids know that, you know, if this is you, you have someone to talk to or, you know, here are some coping mechanisms. And I think that would, like I said earlier, improve their schooling experience, like, you know, a lot more, especially if we had teachers that, a lot of more teachers that understood as well, instead of kind of just brushing it off. Yeah, that actually um, kind of segues really well into the next point. And uh, the next point is just an open-ended question. Uh, do you feel the school system has a good response plan for mm -hmm. students that have anxiety? Uh, and if not, uh, what do you think could be done to improve the response plan? And so when I say response plan, that can mean a lot of things. That can mean um, how a school will react when a student starts having an anxiety attack. Uh, it can mean uh, mental health resources for students that may have anxiety or anxiety-like symptoms but aren't necessarily going through an attack. Uh, just what is... A response plan mean to you and do you think school systems have a good one if someone in school is having like an anxiety attack i saw some teachers who were like okay uh everyone do this so i can go talk to them so like i've seen that before but then i've also seen if someone's having an anxiety attack like them just completely ignore it and be like oh they're just just let them go through mm -hmm. it and stuff so i mean i've seen both responses I guess from an individual teacher but I completely agree with what Kalayla said like I said I wish I had known back in middle school when I was really going through it I wish I had known that or somebody could have said this is what's happening here's how to I guess here's some ways to cope it won't completely go away but here's some things you can do because I would have I would have been using them before high school and yeah. Um, like I was saying earlier, I mean, it'd be, it'd be really um, awesome if we had a lot more teachers that were educated on, like, you know, things like this, which I'm not saying that there aren't teachers out there that are, but it would most definitely help if, like, you know, teachers went through, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if they do, but if they went through, like, you know, maybe like a really in-depth course about, you know, maybe um, mental health, you know, not even regarding anxiety, maybe like, you know, like early or how to detect like early stages of depression or anything like that but um I think one thing schools could do is maybe kind of like implement some type of like safe space for kids that are like you know maybe you know maybe one day a kid's in class and he has like a panic attack or anxiety attack instead of you know like we were saying uh, most kids just result to go into the bathroom maybe a kid could you know maybe go to this safe space and I mean I'm not sure how that would kind of, you know, work and, you know, there's probably be some underlying issues there, but I do think if kids knew that there was a certain place they could go in order, like, you know, if they were truly having an anxiety attack or a panic attack, I think that would, you know, make them probably feel a little bit better. Yeah, I agree. But then there's also that part where some people would say like, oh, they're doing it for attention. Yeah, that too. Like yeah, there's a underlying, yeah. Like, issues. oh, she's going there for attention. Or like you have some kids that will just kind of like just maybe fake it and just yeah. you know, get out of class. But yeah, I mean, that's like, again, like what I said, my big part of my anxiety was what people thought. And so like yeah. I was scared to go anywhere. But I if they if we made that normal, like, yeah, 
to have a safe place, I think it'd be great. And I mean, we have counselors and people at school, but I mean, sometimes I could see them being like, oh, she's just here to. Yeah. Get out of class. Yeah, there were a couple of counselors, honestly. Like, okay, Laura and Austin know this, uh, and I know this because we were guidance counselors. I don't know if uh, you know this, Layla, but like, there were a couple of counselors, like, uh, kids would come in like regularly. Like, obviously, they had problems, like, they, they needed help, and they would just like roll their eyes and be like, oh, not this person again. And it's like, um, they might need your help. Like, there's Seriously. probably a good reason why they're coming up here. Like, I feel like that's, I don't know. I don't think that's right because you literally went to college for this and, like, that's part of your job to help mm-hmm. students through, like, anxiety or whatever they're feeling. And for you to just, I don't know. It makes me mad. Yeah. And well, I will say, oh. Go ahead, Chloe. Oh, I know in the episode last night, um, Austin, we were talking about how some kids, especially inner city kids, um, sometimes they're, um, sometimes their only escape is school. Like when they go home, like they might not have like a good, you know, family life or like, you know, a good household. So, and that's one thing I feel like another reason why teachers need to be heavily educated on, you know, maybe like mental health because school could be really the only time that that kid has and how terrible is it if you know maybe they wake up don't like being at home at all and they come home and they kind of experience the same thing and then they have to go back home so it's like that kid never really gets a break like you never like that kid never really gets to you know have I don't know and that's one thing that you know is always in the back of my mind when it comes to when I think about education and school systems because there are some kids that truly just do not you know, have a break, whether if it's at school or if it's like at home. And I know um, I'm very, very uh, fortunate and blessed to say that that didn't, I didn't have that issue. But, you know, there might be a lot of kids, there are a lot of kids, however, that, you know, go through that. And, and I think that's, that's where I feel like every person or every child should be able to come to school and feel safe you know, maybe feel like they could, you know, go to the guidance counselors or go to a teacher and be able to talk about certain things if they can't go home and talk about those things. And, um, which is another reason why I think, um, teachers should really have a really, really in-depth, you know, course or class on mental health issues. I'm not, I don't know if they do or not. I really don't know. But, um, which is another reason, I don't know, I mean, this is kind of going off topic, but I think um, psychology should, like, be a class, really, not even just in, um, I think it should be a course in middle school, not even in high school, because I, I didn't until I was a junior, but, I mean, I guess that's another topic for another day, but, yeah. No, I could, I agree completely. Psychology actually taught me a lot about yeah. why my brain was thinking these things. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, that, that's nice. I didn't know that, you know. But um, I agree with the, I feel so bad for the kids who can't, like you said, have an escape. So it's like, if you can find one person, like one teacher, one friend, one anything to talk to at school, like it would severely help. It's like one person makes all the difference. Especially if that one, yeah, exactly. Especially if that one person is the only person they can go to. Or like, even if, you know, I don't know. But school system, I feel like, has changed a little bit since we've been in middle school. 
but um, most definitely if there was like a teacher or you know maybe another student or well not well yeah that that kid that doesn't have as many um, resources could talk to that would you know that could really be a pivotal point in their life and it would really help Yeah, I definitely agree with um, everything that you guys said, especially, you know, the point that Katie brought up. I think it really just, and, and the uh, Layla and Laura, you guys have brought it up too, about how uh, when Layla brought up like a safe space, how a drawback to that could be the stigma that, oh, well, they're just doing it for attention, mm-hmm. which I feel like that in itself is, you know, a very damaging stigma that exists not only in students, but, you know, also in teachers and uh, staff at schools that don't necessarily understand mental health. You know, I feel like there are, I don't want to say a lot, but I feel like there are, you know, staff members that work at these public schools that, you know, they aren't necessarily hateful or spiteful to the students that suffer from mental health. They just aren't educated on the matter. And so they'll think, oh, well, they're just doing this for attention or, oh, like, this isn't real. And I think that's a very harmful uh, stigma that makes it hard to, you know, kind of speak up about what you're feeling and get the help that you need. Because, you know, like you guys said, there, you know, there were a lot of times that you guys didn't even, like, necessarily feel comfortable enough to talk to your teachers. And so imagine you finally, like, build up... uh, that feeling inside of you to go talk to a teacher or go talk to a staff member and they kind of laugh in your face about it. You know, that's, you know, it's it's very damaging to, especially to a student. Um, So one thing that when I was doing um, a little bit of research, I actually found out that um, legally you uh, a parent can request uh, uh, help for their student. They can, uh, the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, it allows for a request of appropriate accommodations related to a student's diagnosis. So what I picked up from that is that, you know, Laura, I know you mentioned that you and your mom had a very open dialogue about uh, how you felt and issues that you went through. It seems to me that if you would have needed it, she would have been able to go to your school and request that, you know, you have, I don't know what those accommodations would look like, but some sort of accommodations to help with your anxiety, which I feel like a lot of parents and students don't know that they can do that. Like, before I researched that last night, I did not know that legally you are allowed to request that. And I feel like, I feel like education, and you know, it's funny because we're talking about the education system, but educating those within the education system, I feel like is the biggest step that needs to be taken. You know, educate students and parents on what they have a right to ask for. Educate teachers and staff on issues that students are going to be dealing with because you know these issues aren't going away a matter of fact they're only getting worse because yeah. you know like i said uh, nearly one in three kids ages 13 through 18 will experience anxiety disorder and 41 percent in 2016 41 percent 
of incoming college freshmen answered yes if when they were asked if they were feeling overwhelmed or pressured to succeed. And the reason I bring that up is for two reasons. One, that was a steady increase from the polling results that they took in 2000. I can't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but it was a significant increase in the percentage of yes answers. And it segues into my next point. What outside factors, if any, do you feel uh, have impacted or increased your anxiety? So this can look, you know, this can look completely different to everybody. You know, it could be uh, overuse to social media. It could be uh, sports, extracurricular activities, such as, you know, like clubs, like a student council, key club, things like that. Um, it could be heightened pressure to succeed at school. Uh, that, you know, that's a really big one that we see. We live in a society where, you know, everybody expects you to go through school and get this 4.0 and get these high grades and, you know, but you got to be in all these clubs too. And you got to do well in your outside test, like the A with the SAT and the ACT. So what kind of outside factors do you feel have impacted your anxiety? I will most definitely say social media most definitely social media not like not really on the education part but i feel like now social media in my opinion is very poisonous it really is especially to like younger kids like when they see certain stuff it's like you know i mean outside like i said outside of like education and school um social media has a huge impact on you know um people and how they think because i will always say comparison is the um uh, thief of joy comparison is really the thief of joy because I feel like on social media we see all these you know young people that are like you know maybe my age making like you know millions and cashing out on like high-end cars and clothes and houses and like to me honestly I mean I'm not like really I'm not hating on these people because you know it's awesome that they're doing that but I just want the younger crowd to know that it's all right if you don't reach that point at the age that you are like, there's nothing wrong with that because um, we see a lot of, um, I don't know if you guys see it, but I see, I don't know, I just feel like a lot of people see, uh, be, due to social media, I think like a lot of people see, you know, feel like they're in competition with, you know, another person when it really shouldn't be that way. Like, I feel like life happens at a pace, diff a different pace for everyone. And um, I don't know, that just puts, I guess, like seeing certain stuff on social media puts a lot of pressure on people. Like, you know, you have to look a certain way. You have to do a certain thing in order to, you know, be accepted into society or like, you know, and I just feel like that's, that's terrible. That's such, it's so bad. Like I said, especially for um, younger kids that are now kind of like, you know, like the younger generation, they're now like on iPads, like everything's on an iPad now. Like <laughs> me personally, I have a little cousin and he's like, he's seven and literally everything that he does, he's always on his iPad, always had his like his headphones on with his iPad. And I mean, it's cool to an extent, but I just hope, I really, really hope and pray that, you know, he doesn't see anything that makes him think like, you know, since they're doing it, or this means I have to be this way. Like I have to do this because they're doing it. And it shouldn't be that way. It should not be that way at all. And um, I just honestly feel like social media is very, very fake very fake um and unrealistic and like i said um to relate back to like anxiety um like um like i said earlier it just puts a lot of pressure on people saying like it makes i guess it makes some people anxious like like i said they have to be or look 
and act a certain way in order to, you know, and it shouldn't be that way. You shouldn't have to alter parts of yourself or yourself as a whole in order to, you know, feel accepted. I think a good way to describe anxiety is you're always worrying about something bad happening. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really matter what it is. Some people worry about other things more than, I don't know, like, um, Laura, you said that you have anxiety, like, when it comes to what people think about you. Some people might have anxiety about, like, succeeding or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it really just depends on the person and what you have anxiety about. Um, It Really, anything could trigger you. Like, it it doesn't matter. Like, something, um, like, you go to the store and, something happens with another uh, customer there and it just sets you off or like it it really doesn't matter like as long as it's feeding into like your worry about like oh my god something bad's gonna happen like oh my god this person's gonna hate me or like I'm not gonna be good enough or whatever like it really doesn't matter what it is it just anything could set you off pretty much uh with the social media what Claire was saying you also see on social media, you see a lot of fakeness, like not everything you see is real, but also um, you see a lot of bullying, I guess, in a way, like you mm-hmm. see a lot of people judging another person or even in person, they'll like pull up a picture and be like, did you see this? And so it's like, it makes you wonder like, crap, what's being said about me? Yeah. Like your, your life is out there too. And I mean, of course it's by choice, but I'm just saying like, what are other people saying about me? Why? It just like that was a big thing for me. I was at one point so scared to even post on social media because of I was so terrified of what people would say or like what people would think of me. So I mean social media just in that aspect, like people are so judgmental and will eat you up if you don't yeah. have a certain, I guess, body shape or a certain whatever it is. So I mean Social media, I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge anxiety causer. Like I, at point, some points I'm like, I wish I just never even started it, you know? Definitely, yeah. My mental health would be a lot better. So, I mean, definitely social media. Another outside one is um, I, like, I care what people think, but also it's the disappointing people. I've always been a busy person. I have, um... I was like a student athlete, so I had to, I had to deal with like a bunch of stuff being layered on top of it. And um, I, people would ask me to do certain things. I was like, oh, I can't, I have to do this and this and this, but I hated the fact that I had to disappoint that person. So I, I don't know, I've always, or like even when it came to clubs, like somebody would be like, hey, can you be the committee or the cheerleader of this committee or something? And I would, I literally couldn't. But then because I was so scared to say no, I ended up putting another thing on my plate, which I really did not have time for, and which ended up causing me more anxiety, more stress, more mm-hmm. fear of disappointing people. If I didn't um, do it right or didn't get it done in time, what would they think of me? I mean, all the things. It's anxiety, like Katie said, comes from so many different things. And it could be something small, like I said about my parking spot or just little things that you're worried will go wrong and what people will think of you because of it. So, I mean, it's it's a mix of everything. It's a mix of life, like just everything. I most definitely agree with you, um, Laura, and you too, Katie. 
But um, I will say that I guess my anxiety has gotten better. I mean, you know, um, since I graduated, because like you were saying, or like I was always very, very like conscious about like what people would think about me. And I was always scared of doing the wrong thing. Like when it came to high school, even if it meant like wearing my hair a different way when one day or um, deciding to, you know, dress a little bit different one day, like it made me like so so like anxious about like yeah. if i do this like i wonder what they're saying about me or i wonder you know if they don't like this and i had to learn and i'm still learning till this day that it's okay it's all right i don't like this is my life basically nobody else is living this life but me and that's one like i'm so glad i graduated like because you know after i graduated probably like a couple of days later i was just reflecting on how much like you know, it just feels like a breath of fresh air because you don't have to worry about stuff like that anymore. Not saying that, like, um, when I go to college, I won't be a little bit nervous, but I honestly feel like since it's like, I don't know, I told myself personally that once I get to college, I'm going to try my best not to be as, you know, self-conscious as I was when I was in high school or in middle school or whatever. But, um, and that's one thing that I want other people to, like, anybody, like, listening to the podcast I want all of the audience to know that it's okay. It's all right. I mean, it's all right to, you know, be yourself. It's okay. You shouldn't really, not saying that your anxiety is um, based on what, you know, what people might think about you or being scared, but I know that's how mine was. And if yours is the same way, then I just want you to know. I know it's easier said than done, but it's all right. And you just have to remember, like, honestly, who is, like, how do you know this? How do you know that people are saying about this? Who's telling you this? You, you see them like it's it's, it's in your head yeah it's all in your head basically it's all in your head i promise you it is and i will say that i i've gotten a little bit better like i said a little bit better about not worrying about what people say or think but it, it really is a struggle it really is and it's something that i wish no one had to go through i wish nobody had to like sit up at night wondering why they weren't good enough or what they could do to change about them because there's nothing wrong with them. I feel like everyone is perfect in their own way. And yeah, I just wish we could get that message out a little bit harder to those younger than us. And then even um, the people older than us, there are people older than us or, you know, a little bit older that still struggle or that struggle with anxiety. And I just want, you know, I just feel like there needs to be more awareness about anxiety somehow. Um, I feel like for me, my anxiety definitely got better junior and senior year. Like, I definitely stopped caring what other people thought about me as much. Like, I used to be scared to dress a certain way, like, dress how I wanted to. But, like, senior year, like, I definitely did that. Like, I didn't care anymore. Um, I don't know. I just felt like it got a lot better. Like, I'm definitely more outgoing now. But um, I think part of my anxiety is, like, giving myself a too many responsibilities to take care of in, the, in a, like a single day and it would just drive me crazy like I would worry about getting everything done um so like there was the social anxiety part and then like worrying about that like once school got out like all of senior year I struggled with acne like really bad like it was it was awful but um as soon as we got out of school like in March my my acne would start going away like immediately it was so crazy because I wasn't like worried about having to get all these things done in one day like um 
I had school and then I had work and, but like I had chores too. And, um, I have dogs to take care of. And then like, um, I'd pick Nolan up from school. Um, so, I mean, I was just filling my day up way too much. And then that, like, it was hard for me to sleep and stuff. So, I mean, once I like calmed down a little bit, um, it definitely got a lot better. So I don't, I don't know. I giving yourself a break definitely helps. I'm the same way. I literally, I think back and I'm like, I signed myself up for so many things from the fear of like, I said, disappointing people that I didn't have time. Like physically, I could not do that many things in one day. I was like, why did I do that to myself? But um, like Halayla and Katie said, it comes with time. Like through time, you start to realize, or even you just realize how to cope with it a little bit better and you learn how to manage it. It's as you grow up, you mm-hmm. learn it doesn't matter what people think. Even if that is your anxiety, you're kind of in the back of your head. Your head is telling you, like, it's okay, which I didn't hear before, like junior and senior year. So it's like your head definitely, like, changes and you you grow. And it may be a new anxiety that pops up, but, like, you start to um, adapt to the new thinking. It's like, it's okay you're going to get through it. I may have a lot of things on my plate, but one thing at a time, just you're, as you get older, it does get better. And so I hope that other people know that too. Like it definitely, it won't go away, but it definitely hasn't consumed my life as much as it did back then. Like I am very much, I'm not as scared to go out anymore and meet new people. I'm actually for that. I love doing that now, but, um, back then I definitely wasn't so it does get better in all reality like for me I just kind of realized like I personally don't care what other people are wearing I don't care what their hair looks like I don't care if they're wearing makeup or not like I genuinely don't care um like I'm not gonna nitpick somebody's appearance or whatever Mm -hmm. so I I feel like for me that just kind of made me realize like nobody really cares like and if they're gonna like take time out of their day to comment parents like obviously they have other issues going on like nobody actually cares they they really really don't what really helped my anxiety was finding people who did support you and that were white men and that did not care if you had a pimple on your face somewhere like people who were genuinely there to help with your anxiety I guess that's really find a group of people that won't judge you and that'll support you that's a really good point, Laura. That's a really good point. Trying to like, you know, find friends or like finding friends that, you know, honestly don't really care about little stuff like that. They just love you for you. That's like really, really good. Yeah, I mean, it really helped me in high school once I found the group of people or just even friends in each of my classes that I could I knew I could go to and they like have the best time with. It immediately my anxiety did go down from that. Yeah. Having friends that also understand your anxiety, that's a key point there as well. Definitely. Yeah, uh, so I know, um, so Katie and I, we had guidance aid together senior year. So, um, and guidance aid, for those that aren't familiar, it's either two or three guidance aids that just help in the office or whatever. But there's a lot of doubt, there's a lot of free time, so there's a lot of talking. 
So I know Katie and I would routinely like talk about our mental health and how we were doing. And when she would talk about her anxiety, she kind of mentioned earlier that it would, she was so stressed out that it was like kind of hard for her to sleep at night. Uh, and I was just wondering if you guys had any other, um, I guess, symptoms like that. Like if you would, if your mind wouldn't stop racing and it would make it hard to sleep or things like that. Um, um, this one's going to sound like kind of weird, but I, I sweat a lot. So that's when, like when I get anxious about things, I start to sweat and my heartbeat, my heart uh, beat raises. I will say that's one key thing in me. Now, losing sleep, um, it just depends on what the situation was. Um, that's when, that's when that would kick in for me. But I immediately started to notice I was anxious when like, I would start to like sweat or like I'd get cold sweats a little bit or like I just my chest would like go up and down like really fast. Yeah, my heart would just I don't know, feel like it was going out of my chest. I yeah. would it's it's all it's honestly kind of scary too. I was like like whoa, hold on. But um yeah. yeah, I my heart would raise. Sometimes I would it would bring me to tears about like I can't because there's things I couldn't control. So, I mean, of course, I was, like, crying over things I couldn't help and I couldn't change. And so, like, if I did have, I don't know, a presentation the next day and I was super stressed out about it, super anxious about, like, getting up in front of people, I would lose a lot of sleep. And then, like, the next morning I'd wake up and I'd be like, crap, today's the day. And then yeah. just, it would, for me, it was more like it consumed my brain. I couldn't think about anything else. If you, if my friend was, like, Hey, come do this with me. I'd be like, hold on. I can't like, I can't schedule anything. Like I just literally, I couldn't think about anything else. And like, if it was the last period of the day, that was the worst because I go through the whole day. So focused on that. And so, I mean, for me, it was just, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. It just consumed my, my brain. Um, for me, my anxiety is a, a lot better, but like, eighth grade like when it started like I don't know if y'all have ever had like a panic or anxiety attack but like it's it's very scary <laughs> um like okay it can be different for anybody really but like for me it was like I was so shaking my hands would and like breathing would be hard or like sometimes it's just like you want to cry but it's like I don't want to yeah. cry in front of these people though like I'm at school like that's embarrassing I don't know it's it's just a very scary thing like there's a lot of physical components with anxiety i feel like mm -hmm. I don't know. yeah it just like and sometimes i would be so anxious and then as soon as i was done with the attack or uh, after the anxiety attack it would literally like drain my body of energy because i used so much of my energy to worry about something that after the fact i was i was so tired i didn't want to do anything else because i just used every ounce of me to worry about something i didn't really need to so i mean it's physically draining too yeah that's what um personally like throughout middle school and high school i can't really say that uh, like i feel like there's a difference that between having anxiety and feeling anxious about things like mm -hmm. I, and I feel like that's a difference that sometimes I'll like sometimes people don't respect that difference and so 
I think that kind of plays into kind of the stigma around anxiety. So personally, throughout middle school and high school, like I've had moments where I have felt anxious, but I wouldn't say that I've had anxiety. Um, Cause like I, you know, I've never had like a full on panic attack or an anxiety attack or anything like that. Um, but I've been around a lot of people that have, so, you know, I kind of understand like what that may look like or um, just be able to, I don't want to say help because I kind of feel like when somebody's going through an anxiety attack, like there are a lot of things that you can do that you think would help that won't necessarily help. Like, and I, and it honestly, it does depend on the individual person. Um, but you know, I, I do want to say that this has been kind of eye opening because like I said, I haven't personally been through these things. So to be able to, kind of hear the experiences and hear the stories it actually it has been very nice and it kind of just for me personally uh reaffirms what i felt that uh educating is the biggest step here as far as uh, i guess combating anxiety for lack of better terms um if you educate people that don't know on what anxiety does look like and you know what can cause it and what you can do to help I think that's when you start to move into a more safe environment I guess for lack of better words um I want to thank all three of you for coming on here and talking about your personal experiences and things that you've gone through I very much appreciate you guys opening up and sharing your stories. Um, is there anything else that anybody else would like to add? Um, other than to thank you for letting us come on here and talk about it. Cause like we said, I really feel that if you have these problems to talk to someone or yeah. hopefully more people are educated. So it's less of a, you know, she wants attention and more of it's let's figure this out. So thank you for opening this up to us. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this was another episode of Empowerment.